1: Live from the Window Nation Studios, WTEM Washington, and WJFK HD2 Manassas. DC's home
3: for Maryland Terrapins football. The Team 980. Always live on the free Odyssey app.
1: This is the Burgundy and Gold Today.
3: The in stride for the first down.
1: On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. One, two, three, three.
4: One can only imagine what it has been the last 48 hours for head coach of the commanders, Ron Rivera. Um, when you got to fly home and you got to check on your mom, man, that's, that's, uh, he's had a rough 48. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're traveling in a space, in a jet or a Lear whatever is taxing on your mind. And, um, so I'm happy that he's back. Hopefully things are good, and we do have some sound from here. We can hear from Coach Rivera on the state of the commanders. How are
5: you, Ron? I'm good, thank you. Everything okay? Yep. Okay. Um, first, with Jahan Dodson, hasn't been out there the last couple of days. What's what's your, I guess, level of concern for him for Sunday? And
6: Well, um, I'm not anticipating him being there Sunday it's unfortunate but you know he's still tight so we've been they've been working him in inside and working him on the uh inside the water on the uh, treadmill and just trying to get him going and then
5: there was the thought that chase young would be back this week unable to do that what's what's going on with him
6: well for the most part he's had an opportunity to visit with doc today um and everything's positive so uh, it's one of those things that we looked at it he's met with doc on sunday he wanted us to slow it down a little bit. I want to take one more look. So he had a real heavy work day on Sunday afternoon. Or I mean, Sunday morning before the game. And then uh, he's had a couple of heavy work days. Doc wanted to see him. He flew down, saw him this morning, and just waiting on his return. But um, preliminary, Al texted me, told me everything went great. Doc is very happy with it. And uh, we're, we'll be able to start him next week.
1: Uh, uh, Cole Holcomb also uh, mm-hmm.
7: out. I guess what's your sense of him? And obviously he's been a valuable player uh, for you guys.
6: He's been a solid player. He's done a lot of good things. He's he's pretty much led the defense. Um, He's got a, he's got a foot sprain right now. He's been treating it. Uh, We're trying to keep him off it as much as possible. And then we'll see how he is for tomorrow.
2: And, um, in
7: terms of, uh, Montez sweat, uh, Still not a focus on his sack numbers,
8: but he's like very high, highly ranked in terms of uh, quarterback hits. What, what what progress have you seen from him and what do you attribute to oh. seems like some better play of late?
6: No, I just think tremendous growth on his part. I think um, understanding, you know, what we're what we're expecting from the defense alignment, you know, especially our, our defensive ends. I think that's really helped him. I think the play of the guys around him, um, you know, Jonathan playing at that high level. I think it's really helped him as, as Duran. You know, the two of those guys are terrific inside tandem. Um, I think the other guys on the opposite side that have been filling in have, have done a nice job also. So I think it's really just everything coming together as far as that unit is concerned.
1: Coach, you don't have to share the personal stuff with your, your mother if you don't want to, but what was that moment like when you had to make that quick trip to California? <laughs>
6: Um, well, Darren, it was, you know, it initially it was tough, but getting there and seeing her and seeing her in such positive spirits was really good. It really was. Um, it was really kind of neat, um, you know, just being able to visit with her. Kind of, you know, she I don't think she necessarily expected me to be there, which was kind of cool. So a little bit of a surprise. Um, we had a nice conversation and, and they have a really good plan for her. So we're, we're, we're kind of optimistic.
1: Just a follow-up, just another you know, you've dealt with so much since you've you been here, in many scares in different ways. Um, how do you still handle all of those things? Just
6: put all, everything all on Jack and take Jack away from what he's done with the defense. I mean, defense has been tremendous this year. And I wanted to make sure he was able to keep his focus. So I didn't want him to be just kind of piled in on one thing. So I had, uh, like I said, I had Randy help out with the uh, morning meetings. And then I had Scott take care of the coaching afternoon meetings. So I kind of split the duty instead of just having one guy have to do the whole thing.
9: With with Jack and the defense, it, you know, it seems like they sometimes start slow with those big plays, and then last couple of years now they've they've turned the corner. Is that a group that needs to face all adversity, needs to have its back against the wall to bring out their best?
6: I, I wish it wasn't that, but 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 I almost wonder if that's where the challenge comes for those guys. But I really like just kind of how it's all kind of coming together too. You know, that they've been playing well as of late you know started a little rough we gave it a couple some, some big plays but the focus of, of being better on third down I think has helped us you know we worked on that all throughout training camp uh, mini camp OTAs we worked on the red zone stuff as which we've been we've been solid in as well. And so you see those things, you know, the one thing we got to continue to monitor and keep our eye on is, is, is not allowing the explosives, which seems to be a little bit of a nemesis for us. Um, so we got to just continue to be aware. But I do like where they are in terms of you can kind of feel as if they've grown together as a unit, and, and they're really playing like it right now. And, and, and again, that was, like I <clears> said, <throat> part of my thought process. Was I didn't want to take Jack completely away from what he's been doing and what he's been doing so well for us.
9: I know everybody had their say about Jamin at the start of the year, but you know, especially not knowing Cole stats, do you feel a lot better about Jamin being able to?
6: Oh yeah, if, if Jamin has to take on a bigger role, I, I don't. I don't feel bad about it. The nice thing I feel good about it is we got a couple of veterans still back there as well, you know, and and if, if we needed to, you know, um, David Mayo and John Bostick are, are more than capable players for us. With.
7: The Ursa comments that happened last week. I know you've said that it's focused on the players, right. and you do that. Is it harder to do that with some specific stories or anything like that? Like, does it does the level of the story make it more challenging to keep that message hold? <laughs> um,
6: not really. I mean, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, it, it only becomes uh, you know the story when it's brought up. Um, you know, and, and just trying to remember that the focus for me more so than anything else is is we're playing the Colts, you know And, and my concern is the guys that will be on the field more so than anything else and we'll continue with that focus I, I like where our guys are, you know, we haven't talked anything about that What we've really talked about has been our opponent the players that will be on the field
7: And we haven't talked to you since the Colts made a quarterback switch. So what do you just think? About? Uh, um,
6: well, you know, you're gonna get a little different player. Obviously Matt was more of a prolific style passer. He, he was tall in the pocket Um, Matt did a lot of tremendous things and and he's had a very good career, really has. Um, Whereas you look at Sam Ellinger, young guy, got a terrific arm, very headsy, smart player, he's got a good feel for the game. When you watch his his preseason stuff, you watch some of the stuff back from college. I went back and looked at the reports on him. Um, You know this is a guy that has a good sense and feel for running the RPOs. um, And he also has a really good feel for as a runner himself. So those are things that we're all kind of looking at, trying to anticipate and figure out what's the best way to defend against that.
7: Of all the benefits of a good run game, Time of possession, keeping your defense off the field, like what do you think is the number one most important thing? Like when your run game is going, what are you most pleased about or the, the consequence that makes the biggest difference?
6: Well, I think when you when you're running the ball well, it helps the offensive line first and foremost. You know, the, the defensive line can't just tee off. They they've they've gotta approach it where it's it's about read and react now as opposed to just getting vertical and getting after the quarterback. So I think that's the first thing that's probably uh, one of the more important things as far as being able to run the ball successfully. Uh, secondly, it makes your, your play action more viable. I mean, now they have to pay attention. They have to anticipate you know, whether it is run or pass, and then they've got to go from there. And, and then it takes a lot of pressure off the quarterback. If you're gaining yards running it, then you're, you're, you know, he doesn't have to sit there and try and read a lot of things. Um, and then the the fourth thing, and, and, and to the defensive side, it helps them. It gets them off the field. It, it, it lowers the amount of time that the opponent will be on the field and gives them a little bit more of a break. So having success running the ball is 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 important.
7: And J.D. McKissick, numbers have been a little bit down recently. What do you make of his role going forward?
6: Well, I think if, if what happens is if, if Brian Robinson continues on the path that he's on uh, in terms of getting back to shape and get back to form, and uh, Ag continues to play to, to the level he is. Um, we won't hopefully be in as many passing situations where you need a J.D. McKissick, a guy like him, to come in that can change the pace and tempo of the game. And we saw that at the end of the uh, the second quarter against Chicago, and then we saw it. Uh, later on in the Chicago game when we got in passing situation. So the role for J.D. is really going to be will be dictated as, as to how successful we are to your question, running the ball.
0: How have you seen Randy and Scott grow as coaches in the last couple of years? And what does it mean to you to be able to put things on them as well as Jack and be able to divide that?
6: I think that's really good. I really do. I think, you know, the growth and learning and growing, you know, and, and having to deal with, uh, you know, the, the team situation is important for the development of younger coaches. I think Randy has handled it very well. You know, he, his, his flavor, his style is, is Randy, um, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's one I think that um, shows the experience of having coached in this league for as long as he has uh, with Scott, you know, he's, he's learning, growing, developing, but it gives him an opportunity to, 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 address the whole, the whole, as opposed to just his part of the team.
0: What to you is uh, the style of Randy,
6: <laughs> um, Randy's got a little bit of that, of that player flair you know to him still. And, and, and you know the longer you coach, the less of that you, you, you go back to, but, but, but he, he'll fall back into that player mode so you can, you can see it. Um, I had a couple of people come to me and, and kind of explain to me what he did in the morning meeting, which you know, which was really a lot of his style.
2: Have you, ever, have you had a chance at any point in the season just to look around the league and, and see how some of the other quarterback moves from the off season have kind of panned out? or
6: Only if we play them. If we're playing them, I'm, I'm looking at it. Um, this one I'm looking at, obviously, because mm-hmm. we got these guys this week. Um, but, you know, and, and, and it kind of shows a little bit, you know, what, what, it, what it means to have, you know, to, to work on getting a new guy um, adjusted. Uh, in in what you're trying to do.
2: So you're not necessarily surprised by, um, I guess, just how some of them haven't worked out as as maybe people thought? Well,
6: everything takes time. I mean, you know, let's don't forget when when Tom Brady went to um, Tampa Bay, you know, where they were until they ran on, what was eight, eight off in a row or something at the end of the year. So there's, you know, there's this little growth period.
2: William Jackson, I'm not asking specifics about any trades, but do you anticipate him being back on the field for you guys at some point?
6: Um, it, it's a little early to tell, but, you know, um, for what we're doing right now, we're we're, we're going to focus on the guys that will be on the field.
5: All right. Thanks, Coach. All
6: right. Uh, cool. Scott Turner will be next. Hey, Coach, Ron Rivera, Brother
4: Jackson. Hmm. Sounded good. Didn't sound tired. Didn't sound no. – I think the good news with his mom, it, it, that was everything. And I think he got a good report. And, um, you know, you're coming off a win. Can you imagine having to take that same trip and you drop the last two? Yeah. That'd yeah, would a lot so, tougher. Yeah, so
3: the end of that was interesting on William mm-hmm. Jackson. <laughs> no, I love say, that. You love I mean, that. He didn't say, yeah, he's going to play when he's healthy or mm-hmm. he's hurt. And I mean, it's just like we're just going to do what we're doing. <laughs> I don't know. That's fascinating. Okay. Uh, by the way, you, you did notice, too, when they talked about the situation with Cole Holcomb – uh, if he can't play with the foot, they're trying to keep him off his foot. And again, playing on turf this week, I don't feel good about that at all. He said that uh, he mentioned David Mayo's name first before um, Coach Bostic.
4: Coach, Bo- oh yeah, Coach Bostic. Yeah. Coach Bostic. If Coach is, Bostic is smart, he will end up coaching.
3: Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I- yeah, because uh, but I don't know if it pays as well as well. No, no, right no, no. It
4: won't. It won't. But you can coach longer than you play. Yeah,
3: no question. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Well, that was that was. Um, I don't know. I mean, that doesn't. I, it, you know, well, maybe they're just going to wait and see tomorrow. But boy, that's that. Uh, that's that could be tough. I mean, this is the problem with having no depth at that position, um, or any proven depth, so to speak, uh, or young depth. Even heck, I don't know. These guys that can run. Would be
4: but helpful. you know, but when we when we say that.
3: I don't know about you, but
4: I know speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I always think of the linebacker being three. They don't run they They play nickel. It's just
3: two. Right. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They just don't have a ton of depth even no. to, to no. have, you know, I, even like one other guy that you'd say, okay, at least I got three guys we know can rotate in. Because, I mean, those two guys have been playing everything, right? I mean, it's been the two of them. And that's been good because that means Jamin Davis has gotten better and he's been able to handle it. But at the same time, it's also like, wow, I mean, you guys really have no depth of the position. And they've talked about it all off season, the previous off season, and they've not really gotten it done yet.
4: No, but, again, there's a lot. Like, Tony, I still haven't figured that out. I think Mayo against a run-based team would be good, and this is going to be a run-based
3: team. Sure, Because this true. kid's
4: going to run He'll more than like he's he going to throw. No, so no, I no, think no. Mayo, between Mayo and the coach – Coach Bostic, I I think they can weather this storm because those safeties they're so, they're in nickel so much and all that equal means is that I got more athletes on the on the field and I can get to you with three or four down linemen. That's all it means.
3: Well, yeah, I mean they might go with that big five down linemen package they like too. You know, I mean there's a lot of ways to go about this as well. So should be interesting. All right, um, we'll maybe jump into Scott Turner a little bit later on this hour. Uh, as well. By the way, there's a couple things going around the league tonight. There's a, a, two teams that feel like they, they need wins uh, the Ravens and Bucks playing this evening. Probably the Bucks need it more at this point uh, on the uh, Thursday night Amazon Prime game. Uh, do you you know it's rare in the world of coaching is to hear other coachings a coaches excuse me call for a coach to be fired but that is happening in Denver I want to talk about that oh. with you coming up next it's pretty interesting oh. as we get into uh, what's going on with the Broncos but he's a
4: blue blood
3: well you can't somebody, fire blue blood somebody else who is a blue blood in his sport didn't think it's good enough we'll get to that next it's uh, Doc Walker Scott Jackson gonna goal today here on the Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app
0: call from mom answer it.
10: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: This is the Burgundy in Gold today. Let's the,
1: the world champions
2: on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app.
4: Well, that music ought to let you know, folks, that he's in. Yeah, that do thing back. is that thing do is in back. the studio now. Do I mean back. and he represents a movement of young people mm-hmm. that are determined to do things their way. And right now, you know, Chris thank God Chris Connard is, is feeling good.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I couldn't get him eliminated because the boss was was in Sigbae.
3: He was on the show. Though. He
4: was on the show, but it's just a matter of time now. So enjoy him while
3: you can. Because <laughs> At least he does a good job mixing it up. though. No, no, no. Stuff. He's
4: very talented. I'm he's not. Great. I'm, I'm never, like ever, him. ever questioned his his talent. He's multi talented, but he represents this young, brash group of millennials mm-hmm. that just have no respect for authority,
3: or or they're elderly. Or,
4: well, or they're elderly. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even, look, of, up. I didn't even look up i didn't i just yeah i didn't even look up as soon as i heard it, you just I, knew I, knew that was it. I go he's in he's here speaking That's of okay. having
3: no respect yeah. um for the el- or actually excuse me speaking of elderly yeah. who have no respect for millennials how about this george carl story did you see this no the hall I of missed- fame basketball coach He's like coach on Coach Crime Doc. He's apparently a big Broncos fan. Because remember, we coach the Nuggets forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He uh, so he tweeted guy. out. This is fantastic. He tweeted out yeah, a day ago, a day and a half ago, I guess now. Says says, I always support coaches when rarely advocate for their firing. But it needs to be done in Denver with the Broncos.
4: <laughs> now, said, I don't think I've ever. You know, Coach Thompson yeah. would have a fit. <laughs> Over that. You never go against a fraternity.
3: So here's his point. Here's here's the end part of his tweet. The okay. search needs to begin immediately for someone who can connect with Wilson and make him a player again. Nathaniel doesn't appear to be that person. Wow. He's not wrong about that, but maybe it's also on Russell to connect with uh, his coach or his team. I don't know.
4: You know, we we it may seem like sometimes it's kind of hard on our guys. It's all love. Sure. I mean ain't no hate. But I was very happy when Russell decided that we weren't big enough for him and his entourage and his businesses yeah. and all of his ventures, yeah. you know, because I really don't give a damn about his life after football. I needed a football player that Seattle had in his youth. and uh, But Hackett, hey, man, it is what it is. If you get around enough good players – Good organization. I mean, Green Bay was so good for so long. I don't know who should get the credit. But I can tell you what, when you start separating them, and the one guy they should have never separated themselves Mm -hmm. from was 17. I mean, I've never seen something so good, so reliable, fall apart as rapidly as the Green Bay Packers, that invincibility they had. Right. There are a couple more losses away from that being done. Shot.
3: Yeah. It's – I I understand if he wanted to leave, okay? But, I don't know, a few seasons ago, they should have nurtured that relationship, right, and made sure that he never got to the point where he wanted to leave, but they, you know, insulted him and he decided, all right, that's it for me. You don't see my value. And now they're seeing it. I mean, you know, Rodgers, he's not a nurturing fella. He's not a patient guy. And now he's been paid, so what the heck's he – you know, you you know why what, what does he need to do anything more? You know, he's kind of like, yeah, it's their fault. You know, every, everybody's everybody else's fault. You know, come talk to me if you want about it, you know, all this stuff he's saying this week. I mean, th- that's ugly. I mean, it's a shame because, you know, it should have been – it should have been so much better. Like, I really thought when he won the first one, when they beat the Steelers – I thought man this guy's going to win 3 or 4, right? Yeah, you'd have bet on it. If it I was a futures bet, bet,
4: yeah, you'd have bet. I me too. I would have lost. I,
3: I would have lost a ton. I, mean, yeah, I really I thought much like I thought when the Cowboys back in the 90s. Oh, here you go. With He's Jimmy. I thought Oh I, no, with the, Jimmy. Okay, with yeah, Jimmy, with Jimmy. With Jimmy. No with Jimmy. Yeah, I with thought when J- they ten. won the first two, I'm ten. like, ten. 10. This is going to be so awful." We're going to live with Clay. Right. They're going to win 10. ten. They're going to win. Yeah, they're going to win 10 of these, right? I was sure of it. I was sure they're going to win 10. Me too. Me too. And I was like, you know, Thank God. Thank Jerry for that. Thank Jerry. I mean, yeah. thank God and Jerry, right? Yeah, mean, well, that he could, couldn't yeah. get along with Jimmy. Mm-mm. And by the way, I didn't know this. You probably know this because you know everything about Dallas. I don't know all this. <laughs> you know, Jerry has not put Jimmy in the new no. stadiums home. No. ring of Fame. Not in the Ring of Fame, no. But he does say it's, it's going to happen oh, it's someday. Coming. He said someday. 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 So I don't know what that means, if that's posthumously or when they're both gone. I don't know if it's in his will. That okay. Ten years after I die, you know Jerry gets to go. Jimmy gets to go in, or what it is. I, I don't know what the number or when the time is, or if Jimmy has to be dead for him to be in. I don't know what it is, but I mean, how
4: really I mean, childish really. that the guy that brought Very you childish. the most game and and, and oh. Dallas. Oh, Dallas was
3: they were great.
4: Man, they were phenomenal because everything oh. we talk about with football, they had. They you know were led by the offensive line. Mm-hmm. They had the best back. The quarterback was a beast. They had eighty-eight. I mean, they had cut their Defense tight ends were all so great. Good. They got they, after the quarterback. They were. They were. They were. They were and thank God, that Jerry did this. Because if Ugh. not, oh my God, they would be. You think Goldsboro's a pain in the behind now?
3: Yeah, I mean, the Tom Brady stuff and what New England did never would have the radar. I mean, never it would, would happen. Like, whatever It wasn't what the Cowboys did. That's what people no. would have said. No. no, but it's incredible. I mean, that just uh, just ego could just wreck such an amazing team that should have really again they should have won 10 it was crazy um you know we were talking about buying or selling earlier and i was just i just stumbled upon this thing when i was reading the george carl story because uh, cbs sports is this weird thing where they shift you into other stuff they think you might like i don't know it's like they're inside your brain but anyway it's called an algorithm maybe yeah the little algorithm they caught me under i don't know Um, so they have an interesting thing about what teams specifically should do, like buy somebody, uh, on the market. So I noticed, I was just kind of scrolling through that there are two players on the commanders that they think should be players that are targeted by other teams. So they think the bills should target Antonio Gibson since they couldn't land Christian McCaffrey, but Gibson would be a solid consolation according to this story. Yeah, no kidding. Still playing second fiddle to Brian Robinson Jr. Could you imagine that? Now, that would be a tough one, right? <laughs> I mean, he has still, through 2023, still got it this year and another year with him. But you're just finally getting in this rhythm of the two backs. And if you sold, I mean, you would have to you'd have to get a lot from Buffalo, including maybe part of their new stadium.
4: I don't blame Buffalo for inquiring, well, I don't but know, that happen. ain't this happened.
3: System. Right, this is just a no, CBS
4: no, no. Idea. no. You know, one thing we got McKissick back, which was huge.
3: I thought that was one of the great things that. Yeah, I don't they, know if they'll be doing a deal together. I think there's some animosity there.
4: Well, they, I don't think they get along at all. That was evident. Yeah. We couldn't even get him to come scrimmage. You
3: I think know, every McKissick thing. I think all bets are off. <laughs> yeah, I kind of think that we kind ship to that they're kind of like you guys are dead as, to as
4: Tom Levero has yeah. has made so famous. The ship has sailed. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do any business with Buffalo because we well, get they... fleeced every time we step out of our comfort zone. We have some good players, and they play hard. You don't win until you get guys that are really good, but they also have to be willing to play hard. You know, we talk how many times in stories over the years you could throw up over this. Have we talked about Dexter Manley, the prize bull? Yes. And how hard he what worked. 5 a.m. He's in the weight room. I mean, you could—that's my point. It, all this glad handing and talking about pass, but don't sleep on the fact that those guys worked. And with Gibbs, you had 40 play scripts. It was work. And these guys—they have a great work ethic. That's why I like them. And I—I I, I want people to understand it. Hell, I didn't see it. I got behind the iron curtain this summer. So I got a chance to see it. And I go, people want to think, oh, the coach. No, 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 they're well coached. They got people know exactly what they're doing. And their direction, I would not say anything negative about it. But once the game starts, it's on the players. We don't know what you know know, or don't know, but you got to get the job done or it'll look like you haven't been taught well. That doesn't mean the teacher didn't do their job. The student could just be lazy. So, we're kind of uncovering a lot of that stuff now. And we're one corner away from this getting really crazy. And we got the guy, but we can't work it out with him. That's the damn shame.
3: Yeah, it is a shame. It is a shame. And, you know, he's the reverse Josh Norman, right? The guy who. Was good and was good in zone, but you made him play man. Now we got a guy who's good in man. You made him play zone. So this is what's interesting about this CBS thing. So they say the Commanders not not should not sell William Jackson the third, but instead should sell Kendall Fuller.
4: <laughs> no, but who's buying?
3: Right, but that's the problem with these yeah. hypotheticals, yeah. as you know. Uh, the other one was, you know, of course, I, I we had mentioned to Ron Payne earlier it's an obvious one that will be. You would think would have a market. It's just a matter of what could you get for him, and if it's not more than a third round pick, and you really shouldn't do it because that's what you would oh, get. No, no, uh, but, uh, uh I'm not, that ain't happening. In the
4: off that ain't I'm taking big boy home with
3: me. Yeah, so they're they're saying the Bengals should target Deron Payne because he fits what they need. And yeah, certainly, absolutely. I could see that in the off season. I don't know if it would happen now, but I, yeah, you know, he I turned
4: know. them into a well. Also, they're already there. Yeah, they got the back. They got the quarterback. They got receivers, tight ends. That would be smart for them to get Payne. I don't know if Payne – if pain wants out, that's different. See, Sheriff wanted out. That makes a big deal. I still don't know what happened to 79 um, attack, at, at guard, but maybe we have a remedy for that. I yeah. still need intel on Chris – on um, – Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Because CP3. Yeah, nobody's saying anything. Yeah. You know, big body, aggressive nature. I love his temperament, nasty, got dog in him. But if you can't get on the field and hit a Turner, then there's something going on I don't know about.
3: He's the other coach, Coach Turner. Um, all right. Speaking of Coach Turner, let's hear from Scott Turner uh, before we get out of here. We can do that. We can also get back to phone calls at 301-230098 on the buyer or seller question with the commanders. Would you like to see them do some of these aggressive things to pick up draft stock, or do you want to see them do aggressive stuff? in order to make a run this year, i.e. the Eagles, the Cowboys. Uh-huh. Or some, actually it's Ari, not Ari. Are you
4: asking Anthony to do it? Because I can't get him to do anything. So yeah, you I mean, ask him to do it because I'm not talking All to right, him. All right, I will. I'll ask Anthony right, to do that.
3: Deal. But let's uh, let's get back to some calls, and we'll hear from Scott Turner coming up on the other side first. Uh, as we continue here, Burgundy Gold today. Doc Walker, Scott Jackson with you here on the Team Network, streaming live on the free Odyssey app.
1: This is the Burgundy and Gold today on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app.
4: For those of you wondering, we're still doing Burgundy and Gold today. Haney has taken over the control room, <laughs> so I, I can't be held responsible for the tempo uh, or anything that we do, but that's okay.
3: Uh, he's messing with you. Man.
4: I know, but no, no, dude. He's I'm in your head. You. He's no, clean. he's not in my head.
3: He is. No, I feel like he is.
4: He, he's a, yeah. Look, Chris Connard <laughs> is healing. He, uh, I saw him today.
3: Okay. Spirits
4: doing good? look good. Yeah, he looks good. good. Just good. tell him, don't rush it. Chris yeah. is hard-headed, I can tell. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's not in a lot of pain. Right, I said, right. Chris, when you think you're feeling good, give yourself another couple of days. Don't rush it. Because I need him healthy. Because I need him to get rid of Haney. And he's the only guy that can do it. And so, I'm just waiting patiently. We'll right. see. We'll see who wins uh- this.
3: All right. All right. Let's get to Scott Turner. Uh, he was uh, on the podium just a little while ago, wrapped up. He had a lot of things to talk about with this offense, including the improvement this week with Taylor Heineke. And uh, what uh, what was the reasoning behind maybe Taylor Heineke not getting those scrambles that he did a year ago against the Packers? And here is Scott Turner from a few moments ago.
2: These last couple of years, how has he had to adjust to – you know, defense is learning more about him and seeing what he does well or what he struggles with.
8: Um, I think, you know, every team's defensive game plan is going to be different. You know, um, you know, I think, you know, some of the stuff, you know, maybe he took guys by surprise with his athleticism. Maybe last year where he could would scramble, um, take off and run. I mean, Green Bay had a couple of plays where um, they had some spies for him, like in third down situations, they weren't going to let him take off and run. He, you know, he ran for ninety yards on him a year ago. Um, so there's some of that. I don't think you know teams are going to play their scheme. You know, what I mean, T- teams play their defensive scheme. Um, you know, that's a slight adjustment that you'll see, and we kind of see that from you know quarterbacks that run well. They don't people don't play a lot of two man. Like you know, they didn't play a lot of two man against the Chiefs. Um, so you know, we said, hey, probably they're going to play us a little bit more like that. You know, what I mean, just just some uh, minor adjustments like that.
0: Uh- Yesterday Taylor said that he's playing like more free, he's thinking less, reacting more. Have you seen him do that even more this year? Or is it really more of the same what he was doing at the end of last year? No,
8: I think he's his decision making is just getting better and better. Um, you know, he he's anticipating. I think he had a lot of a lot of situations in the game where he anticipated and the ball came out of his hand early, you know, and he threw the ball to the spot and, and trusted, trusted his guys were gonna be there. Obviously, the touchdown passes is a, is a um, example of that to Terry. Um, the last third down is like an extreme example of that. Um, but, you know, he, he's just uh, with experience, you know, he comes that. And he's not only experienced playing in the NFL, but playing with these guys, you know, that that he's playing with for the most part. So um, that part of it, I think, is just the trust, you know, and that and he's able to, you know, he knows the plays he's run. He, a lot of these plays he's run multiple times and uh, he just turns it loose.
0: How valuable is his athleticism and maybe anticipation or, or reaction in the offense to avoid some of those negative plays you guys had earlier in the year? Uh,
8: I think it's huge. I mean, you know, anytime whether you're going to move a little bit or get the ball out of your hand, I mean, that's what um, a lot of playing quarterbacks about. You know, and um, I think we saw a lot of that where um, he was getting the ball out and, and taking a hit right after right after the ball was getting out of his hand, or just to elude you know elude pressure you know a little bit. That's huge into what into what he does.
7: We've asked the defensive guys about Sam Ellinger. Do you remember scouting him at all last year? Just a little bit. I watched his tape. Um, you know, athletic
8: guy, physical. Um, tough. The thing you saw was t- this toughness. Uh, I remember him coming out. They were the you know, the number one offense in, in that conference, the Big 12, which is saying a lot because they score a lot of points in that conference. Um, you know, uh, you haven't really seen much of him, obviously, since then. Um, I haven't thought much about it other than when I saw the announcement. You know, we're obviously working on the other side of the ball.
7: And running the ball, many benefits, time of possession, uh, keeping defense off the field, et cetera. What do you think is the number one consequence of a good running game that you appreciate most as a coordinator?
8: Um, you know, all, all the things you said. I mean, the time of possession is a is a team stat. It's not, you know, obviously our defense holding them to whatever that was, 0 for whatever on third down. You know, we kept the ball, because, or we got the ball back. Uh, and then I told the guys. I'll call 38 runs every game. I got no issue with that. Um, But we got to convert third downs in order to do that. I mean, you you can't call a run if you're not on the field. So, you know, us able to convert third downs, I thought that was one of the biggest parts of the game. I know seven for 16, but we started 0 for four. Um, And then the pick six was the fourth one. And then from that point on, I thought we did a great job on third down. That allows you to run the ball. That was the number one um, third down defense in the NFL, and they they weren't letting anybody. Once you got past third and seven, there just wasn't a conversion, and we and we got four of those. Um, and to me, that was the difference in, in the game.
7: Taylor was only sacked once, so I was curious did you notice a, a difference in the offensive line and how they reacted to him or anything like that? His yeah, that I
8: think our guys did a great job. I mean, they got some really good rushers up front, um, and then, you know, I think, uh, I don't know if it was Pete or Sam, but just to ask about it, just uh, you know, getting the ball out and anticipating—I mean, that—that's—that's that's part of it, um, as well. Again, w- when we talked about pass protection, when it was going bad the last couple weeks, or whatever that was, a couple weeks ago, and I said it uh, then, and it's—it's ex- ex- it's still true now. It's a team deal. The receivers got to get open. Guys got to get where they need to be. The ball's got to come out, and then ultimately, you got—we got to block them too. You know, it all gets tied together.
9: What's your feedback to Taylor on the third down play? He just throws it to T- Terry with full trust. Terry goes up and gets it. Do you, do you encourage that? Do you? Uh, yeah,
8: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's what this game is about. I mean, that's why we practice. Um, you know, Terry got pushed a little bit wide on the route. It's not necessarily what it's supposed to look like, but he got to the spot where he's supposed to be. And um, they wanted to follow... Uh, for the they wanted to follow have what's his name uh, twenty three uh, Alexander follow Terry so we felt good about that matchup so we we you know we got it at the end of the game and we went to it and uh, Taylor had some pressure in his face but he threw the ball on time to the spot um, and Terry made the play you know but that that's why we you know we spend all this time and they they spend all the time you know, the players working together and everything that. And Taylor obviously hasn't had a lot of those reps this year with Terry, but he has in the past and he knows the play. And he put it out there where, where it's supposed to be. Um, and he did it on time, you know, which is the uh, a, bit, a major point as well. And again, Taylor uh, Terry made the play.
9: Terry's pretty fired up after that. Um, you've been around Terry for a while yeah. now. Was that made a little different side of him that we don't normally get yeah, to
8: see? Yeah, he was. I mean, the guys were telling me about it. They said he was more fired up after the touchdown. Um, which is good. I think you know, uh, you know, Terry's a prideful guy, and you know, he, he's a really, he's a really good guy. You don't see a lot of it, um, but you know, there's been a little bit of frustration, and he knows like what he's capable of, and maybe the numbers haven't reflected yeah. that. And um, he got an opportunity to show it a couple of times in that game, and he came up big. So, you know, I was happy for him. I assume you've seen the picture of Taylor throwing the ball. in his Yeah. Line. I think I think I don't know. I think they caught him mid blink. I mean, he he threw it to the right spot, so whatever. I mean, it, it worked out. He, you know, it, like I said, he 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 hit, He got to his drop. He hitched and threw. Um, Kenny Clark was about an inch from his face, so I think that's just a natural human uh, human reaction. I didn't see it till like like a day or two ago. Someone uh, someone showed it to me, um, but yeah, I guess I, I don't know what to think of it. You're right. Guy, he's, he looks to be fast and effective and I
1: think there's uh, people on Twitter have opinions and they're all wondering, a lot of them are wondering why like, more now. For, is, it, is it a case of more is less to a degree with Gibson in the sense
8: of um, getting more impact? By yeah, it? I mean, I think there I think it all gets affected I mean, he's fresher um and he's faster because maybe he's not getting hit as much you know that that pro- that might have something to do with it um kind of flow of the game um has something to do with it i, I said this before and again we'll see if it proves true i, th- I think it will there's going to be some games where those numbers may be flipped you know what i mean where antonio gets rolling early and we stick with him more and b rob doesn't get quite as much um or it's more even you know how it is i mean uh, um, you know you know, B. Rob obviously had the lower yards per carry, but that's because he was in there for some of those grinded out type of moments and runs. Um, and and Antonio hit a couple splash plays that are gonna you know boost your. I thought he was gonna hit a 75 yard touchdown. He got tripped up barely. You know, um, I'm happy with how it is. Uh, you know, there's gonna be some back and forth with it. Uh, the type of guys they are, they both want to play all the time. You you want them to be like that. Um, but I think it's a it's a good combination between the two of them, um, and there's going to be some you know some some give and take between that group.
5: You talked about with Terry um, some frustration, and he's got some opportunities that game. Obviously, he was working with Carson, who was new for him. So even though you have a good receiver like Terry, how long does it take to build that trust, and is that? Primarily, you think the big difference with Taylor being able to get him?
8: No, I don't think so. And it's not—it's not a negative towards uh, towards Carson. You know, there was just it's just situations sometimes. I mean, whether it was pass pro, um, a pass pro issue where you know Terry might have been open on a play and we didn't get it to him. Um, again, maybe some things with the quarterback, but uh, I think you know they're playing a lot of man, and we got some one on ones. It's easy to say, hey, pick out your guy and go to him in this last game. A lot of it is more situational. Um, I think, than, than anything else.
5: And the run game, when you're running like that, and it looked like there were a few times where you could do other things off that, like the the jet to Curtis, where yeah. I don't think anybody knew that he even had the ball at first. And he had the play action to Cam where his arm gets hit and the fumble, but he's open and all that, and they're playing for the run. Did you feel like you could set things up better because you were running and do some different things?
8: Um. I think, yeah, I think there's always, you know, there's always some of that. You know, you're running successfully um, and then you pick and choose, you know, when you're going to take your shots. I already talked about it like um, the they have a very good pass rush, you know, and we were able to keep them at bay a little bit because, you know, they had to play both uh, that part of that had to do with it, the run and the pass. And, um, you know, there's a lot of times where, you know, you want to be aggressive, but, um you know, that offensive line is doing a great job of wearing those guys down and the backs are running it. Uh, but I think that all of it plays off of each other and, and stuff that we're going to always look at and, and, and do going forward.
1: Thanks, Coach.
3: All right, there you go, Scott Turner. <laughs> Talking about a lot of Taylor Heineke questions. That was good. Yeah, it was very mm-hmm. good. And throwing with anticipation, throwing nowhere to those spots. It's almost like the guy had a familiarity with the playbook and the plays. That's what it felt. <laughs> I, I do think that's a good point, and I probably haven't brought it up enough this week, that uh, the Packers did do a nice job trying to make sure on third down that wasn't Taylor's check down, his legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Notice that earlier they had a guy in the middle of the field just kind of watching him. And but that's good. He did, he did have 95 yards against them last season, so makes sense. See if the Colts do the same thing.
4: But it was also good that he played against the Packers. And had film that he could look at with him in it. Sure, I thought it accelerated his. Although we couldn't tell by the first half, but it was still, <laughs> yeah. you know, he hadn't played. Yeah, and we got some breaks. But once he settled it down, then one thing about him, he's never scurred. No, he ain't. And he ain't
3: panicking. He didn't get discouraged. Not at all. That's good. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a rocky first half for sure, and. It was a nice response, though, after the pick six. I mean, to go drive it down the field and get a touchdown, and yeah, that was huge. And obviously, they caught a break with that fumble that was probably a fumble. I mean, it was definitely a fumble, but it was a, a hold that they called downfield that, that saved their rear ends on that one. All right, we got one more segment to go before we get out of here. Um, again, Thursday night football ahead. Uh, the Ravens and the Bucks tonight feels a little desperate for Taylor. What do you like? To uh, we'll talk about it next year okay, on uh, Burgundy Gold today here on the Team 93 streaming live on the 3 Odyssey app.
5: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Modella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
10: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: This is the
10: Burgundy in Gold today. Dalton gets sacked. Chase Young got him. On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app.
4: (laughs) Say, Chase Young got it. Won't be long, brother. It might very well happen.
3: At least uh next week the window appears to be starting yep. 21 days you Mr. earlier ron rivera saying that chase young saw dr andrews today went down to see him and uh they think the initial report's good and they're going to give him the green light next week so certainly uh a good news situation again you know chase young still not at the year mark since the surgery or the injury so this is about right i mean you know i, I don't know why everybody was thinking it was going to be october but hey so be it.
4: I think everybody wanted it to be yeah, October, sure. but yeah, right. Wishful thinking.
3: Yeah, you know, no reason. And again, that unit's playing really well. If he was an offensive guard, I'd be pissed off he wasn't playing right now. <laughs> but he is a uh, on a defensive line that's played performed well, and he's going to have to. They're going to work him back, you know, in a manner that doesn't disrupt what they're doing. When he does get the green light to play, this is just the 21 day window that they're going to start uh, next week um, tonight. The Buccaneers, who believe it or not, at three and four are right in the thick of things in the AFC in the NFC South, which is a mess right now, hosting the four and three Baltimore Ravens. Thursday night prime video football. It feels like these games this year have been pretty awful. Uh, with the exception of maybe one or two.
4: Well, the exception, know. yeah, our game with the Bears.
3: Well, that was a beauty. I that mean, was, that, a, was a, that was a classic. They sent that to um, – yeah. I think Cannon. they sent that to Smithsonian Cannon. right away yeah, and Cannon, archived yeah. it um, yeah. you know, immediately to preserve the, the – fu- you know to preserve it, to make sure that nothing happened to it. I know you're going to be surprised to hear that it was actually the lowest-rated game of Thursday night so far. <laughs> I know that's going to surprise you. I know that's Wait, surprising
4: Here's the funny thing. The funny yeah. thing is that the last two weeks, we basically you, – your stomach was in a knot. Yes, Until the final gun. Right, Literally we the
3: final play. We didn't
4: know had we won until the last play of the game yes. against two mediocre, well, the Bears and the Packers. They're mediocre. Yeah. But, again, we won. And, you know, I'll never, ever discount the fact that the objective is to win the game. Now, it would be good to get style points, but I can live without them. As
3: long as I get the W, but this I'd week, like to try it one time though in the next nah. decade. Blowout. Forget points. about it. With stop points. Forget just one time. About it. Just one time. What does Forget victory formation it. look like? You know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. The multi touchdown win game. You the, know what I'm saying. The way
4: this thing is going, first and goal on the two. <laughs> if I'm in shotgun again, I really, honestly. Oh boy. You don't want to know what I'm gonna be at. I, know. I just. I'm be. just I think we're moving away from that. I really do. I feel good about this. I'm gonna be I'm very I'm upbeat. Okay I'm upbeat. But Indianapolis has never been a good trip for us. Yeah. For tomorrow, some reason, I remember we lost Sheriff. Yeah. Uh when I just remember
3: It's not been a good place. It's not it's
4: been, been good. Remember the time everybody was open it was wide open. Joe Barry was the coordinator.
3: Yes. It's like yeah.
4: We didn't have anybody in the vicinity of the guy yes, receiving with the one. ball. Yeah, okay. yeah,
3: I do remember that. That was the one where they, they checked like five guys.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's really – I don't have a lot of glowing memories from no, Lucas Oil. No, not good memories there at all. No, and that's why I'm going to be concerned. But with this team, learning how to win is the first thing you have to do. You learn how to win. And they're learning. I think they're learning how to win.
3: What do you think about the 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 Ravens in Tampa? Usually, I like the home team in these short weeks, but I kind of mm-hmm. like the Ravens tonight just because Tampa's a disaster right now.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, I Ravens I just like the Gus Ravens Edwards approach the approach to football. Yeah, I, I, they're going to be in it. It's going to be close. If if you beat them, they they help you beat them.
3: And Ravens over the years gave Tom Brady some of his hardest games when he was a Patriot, even. So I, I kind of like the Ravens tonight. We'll see how this one. Hopefully, it's worth watching. Course. Oh come
4: on, Tom! Terrific, and his head's not all the way in the game.
3: Yeah, yeah, I like it. Eight um, fifteen kickoff, and you know, again, if you're you know looking to find it, you gotta you gotta buy packages on Amazon to do it. So or or I know that there's a million guys out there on the internet that'll tell you a different way to get it. But
4: do the kids want? I mean, are they in, are they into it?
3: Yeah, they watch. I mean, they watch everything. But you know, but more importantly, I mean, you, you do have uh, you know. You got this tonight, but you know tomorrow is when it really gets interesting because we're the World Series. So,
4: oh, that's right, man. That's and I, be... I heard you talking about Jalen wearing the Phillies yeah. cap yeah. as Harper did.
3: No, 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 no. He wore the Astros. He was oh, he's oh, from Ast- Houston. Oh, that's right. He's from Houston.
4: Well, I, I can't blame him. No, but that's anti-Philly. Philly don't play yes. that. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to say, yo, dog, do you yeah. realize where you're at?
3: You got to fake it. Or yeah. just not even to dress it yeah. up there. Anyway, good for uh, – if they start losing, everybody's going to mark it as the time Jalen Hurts started wearing the uh, the Astros gear. You know All that's right. right. You know we're telling the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to go that way. Hey, thanks to Santana Moss for joining us. Thanks to Matt Essig. Uh, I hope Matt enjoys his little bit of time off. Anthony Haney as well. Didn't wreck it completely. We appreciate that. Uh, The Hoffman Show is coming up next. Doc will be back with Big Baby L tomorrow.
4: Big Baby, Uh, Big Baby's back tomorrow. I hope his diapers dry.
3: (laughs) I'll be back with you on uh, Monday here on Burgundy Gold today with Doc after hopefully a win over the Colts. Till then, have a great day. Hoffman Show's next here on 980 Streaming Live on the Free Odyssey App.
4: (laughs)